right, and welcome back to the latest installment of the Metal Oasis podcast with me, your host, Adam, and my metal brethren in arms, Orion. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I think after our recent voyages across the metal wastelands, I thought it should be a little nicer to you since we've had such a great, great time these past couple of weeks. Um, had a little hiatus this past week because Orion was so busy with life. I was. I was. I was out and about traveling for work and it was just too difficult i apologize but we're back and better than ever well we're back maybe (laughs) (laughs) well so we released our iron maiden you know special bonus episode so to say because it doesn't really fall within all this but fun episode nonetheless so this week as the episode title seems a little different than what we last stated we'd be redoing, we wanted to do a planned trilogy of Iced Earth, Blind Guardian, and then cap it off with a little Demons and Wizards. But since Orion failed me and we couldn't release our special Halloween-themed episode... (laughs) I had to say, fuck it. Let's just jump at the Let's end. Let's just jump this right at. We, we couldn't truly... decide. I mean, we couldn't decide. You know, we talked about Ice Earth. Talk about which Blind Guardian album we do. Let me, fuck it. Let's just do the album that has both, and let's yes. rock some Demons and Wizards. And we decided to go with Touched by the Crimson King. Which I think is a great choice. Definitely a joint effort. This is definitely, I think, something a big album for both of us um, as fans, and especially. I think I got this again. Part of that. Um, that hard drive. This was on there. This and the actual debut Demons Wizard album. Um, but this one I think had a little something just hit me more, and I got really big into just you know this type of music overall with the just slower melodic songs and the overall composition that was within this these types of songs. I really started liking a lot more and trying to find more songs like this. So so I apologize if anyone had their hopes up for us doing an Iced Earth album and I was going to say, fuck it, we're doing this album instead. So that's the joy of hosting your own podcast. You can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> so, fuck you want. Any feedback from, I guess our last episode was the Trivium, Deadmen's, and Dragons tour review. Any feedback out there from you, buddy? I think people enjoyed our our recounting of our experience and our large cohort of attendees are probably still recovering weeks later. That was a blast, man. That was such a killer show. Really enjoyed it, as we talked about before. And uh, looking forward to being able to review more shows again. I am just really happy that we're at a state where shows and stuff are starting to happen again, because I would love for this to become a pretty regular occurrence for us. Not necessarily the, uh, you know, the Gwen and Garth VIP treatment, but just being able to go to shows in general Speak for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne and Garth VIP treatment. Every show, every single show, but just getting to sh- go to shows in general, man, it's going to be fun to be able to, capture our experiences take some pictures maybe do like a video thing from from them but yeah it was it was killer it was a great time yeah awesome awesome time indeed 
especially with both bands. Um, and I'm glad we got to do them together. Mm-hmm. Because we're the three best friends that anyone could have. But there's two of us. I know. Well, you didn't meet my imaginary friend named Hank. Hank. <laughs> he wears a poncho. Oh, well, I think you took too many hits to the head at the Trivium show, buddy. Anyway, <laughs> let's. <laughs> so we did get an email from Terry. Terry. He says, whiskey nights and vodka mornings. Ooh, what the fuck that means. That sounds Greeting... deadly. <laughs> says, greetings and beatings, good sirs. First Ooh. off, I would like to commend you for both a wonderful back-to-back journey into Trivium. The fantasy draft was a great way for someone such as myself that knows very little about Trivium to have a wonderful sampling of their catalog and a personally guided experience. The follow-up with a review of the VIP experience and show was quite insightful. I'm glad you both had a great time. With that said, what in the shit? Uh-oh. No new episode this week? <gasps> oh. <clears throat> That's not- I had to drive to work with my own stupid, boring, awful thoughts. This is unacceptable. I thought we were friends. I'm this close to driving my car off a goddamn bridge to save myself from me. <laughs> Mick, hope you're Hulka, cracking buddy. some. Says I hope you're cracking some puppies open for the good of all Terry kind, proverbial puppies. Obviously, actual puppies would be quite a mess. So, well, I gotta gotta say I'm sorry, buddy. Last week was a was a doozy for old Orion, and I don't have the constitution of a younger man. So I uh, I was just over it. I believe that my words to Adam on my trek home was this traffic is fucking awful. I want to die. I can't record tonight. I believe was roughly what I said on my what should have been two hour drive home that turned into almost four hours. Uh, so, yeah, things got a little put out of whack, but not to worry. We're again back and back. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're ba- we're back and prouder than ever. So. <laughs> prouder than ever. So uh, don't drive off a cliff. We got some good stuff coming your way. For sure. Well, with that being said, let us go into our first segment of the episode. Strongly worded email from one Anthony. Just right off the bat, he says, enough is enough. I've been nice for long enough. First of all, I'm still sneezing from Adam's body hair. I mean, I need to immediately take an antihistamine when I get home. Anyways, the Nova holds 1,600 and the show has sold around 1,100 tickets. And you're finally right that the Nova show, excuse me, finally right that the Nova shows up, whereas the National does not. I'm glad you can finally acknowledge that. You're welcome. He says, yes, I creamed myself based on Garrett's specific choice of constellations by August Burns Red. Adam wants to talk shit, but I know he knows he's wrong. They stole the show when we saw Kill Switch. Eh, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, regarding food, and in his defense, we had Virginia Diner, which I should say was better, but it wasn't. Mongolian barbecue will always be better than whatever the fuck we had. <laughs> Mongolian barbecue reigns motherfucking supreme. To clarify, Adam left the August 21 BT BAM show, which had an entire album played, plus an incredible discographical set list because he wasn't feeling well. However, oh no, he left because he was lost in the sauce. 
which was a little bit true. But <laughs> I wasn't lost in sauce yet. I just wanted to leave before I got lost in said sauce. Um, yes, there was at least one person who had those Snoopy eyes, and that was fucking me. This is regarded to us pre-gaming beforehand. Uh, I was big time baked, which made for an interesting experience, lol. But that waitress really had a sweet, sweet heart. To give Adam a little more shit, he literally shaved his legs in hopes that the band would care. Surprisingly, they did. This was a terrible outcome for me because they actually acknowledged his effort for his sick-ass tattoo. Fucking bullshit. To bring up my prior VIP experiences, this is based on both of yours. This may have had the best VIP perks that I've ever heard, so I feel like you both are nitpicking with your complaints. At least there was an option to sit side stage for any song. That is fucking sick, and I'm really jealous. <laughs> Let's talk about how impactful a five-song set list could be that was roughly an hour long. I only bring this up because of both your complaints about the brevity of the Trivium set list. To think that it was only maybe 15 minutes longer blows me away. I have to say that BT Bam is easily one of the best to ever do it, and I'm glad you're both on my side now. Just wait until we go see Protest the Hero. Fuck <laughs> that. Since I am a longtime listener of BT Bam and take talking about being a big fan of the first two albums, I want to recommend to both of you plus Chris the album Colors. I think that would be the uh, would be the best album for the three of you to get into. The first three albums are immaculate, and I feel that that album is a great starting point. Anyways, until next time, the cap for Captain Dickbag Anthony. <laughs> so on our way home, I actually gave Anthony my phone. I'm like, just. Play three protest songs. Play three. And it was the worst, like, 15 minutes of my life. <laughs> the like, worst 15 minutes of your life? Fucking sucks. <laughs> Those are harsh words, buddy. We're going to get a very be... strongly worded email next week about that. Oh, wow. Well, the... <laughs> the first segment of next week's episode. <laughs> Give it to him, Anthony. Kick him right in the dick. So... Well, Anthony, thank you again, as always, buddy, for your kind, kind words into the Metal Oasis podcast. Uh, well, any other thoughts, Ryan, before we move into this week's episode? I think we need to get ourselves an Epsom Salt sponsor for the podcast so that whenever we finish going to a show, we can just bathe in Epsom Salt so that our necks are not destroyed for the next show a few days later. So, Epsom salts, plugs. If anybody's got one, let us know. <laughs> Absolutely. Epsom salt butt plug? No, no, that doesn't sound great. Don't want to do that. No, thank I don't you. Think so, either. So, well, all right. Well, shall we? So, Orion, so we're going to do the 2005 masterpiece Touched by the Crimson King. Tell us about this wonderful album. So, Touched by the Crimson King um, is the second album by the power metal supergroup Demons and Wizards, which, as we mentioned before, is a combination led by John Schaefer of Iced Earth and Hotsai Kirsch from Blind Guardian. Uh, so these just metal titans created this supergroup. Um, and this album, Touched by the Crimson King, is is pretty unique in that there's a lot of um, like narrative content tied to 
different stories, in particular things like the Dark Tower, Lord of the Rings, Moby Dick, um, even the Wizard of Oz, Dorian Gray, things like that. So, and you know, that's not necessarily surprising, especially if you previously listened to Blind Guardian, things like that. It's super thematic. So that's where you know, kind of those those come in. But uh, yeah, second album by the Supergroup, and it's 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 a banger. It's one that we've we've talked about for a really long time, and I think it makes sense that we're actually going to go ahead do a dive into it but um but yeah so that's a little bit of background there do you want to talk about the album cover a little bit well yes i mean how did you first get introduced to this album so i got it i actually had listened to blind guardian a lot uh prior to listening to uh demons and wizards i heard their their self-titled album previously to obviously before touched by the crimson king came out but i was a really big fan of blind guardian i said in an earlier episode that especially in the early thousands i was really into power metal and blind guardian was probably my favorite power metal band so knowing that hansai kirsch was in, in in a second project was fucking rad and then when this album came out i was in high school um I'm trying to think. I guess I would have been in like 10th going into 11th grade or something like that yeah. when that album came out and I mean, I was very excited because My Last Sunrise from their self-titled album is one of my favorite songs from either Blind Guardian or Iced Earth. Like, obviously, it's a combination, but I think of it as one big library, and I absolutely love that song. So I was very excited for this one, and it, it didn't disappoint, as we'll talk about momentarily. But yeah, again, I was already a fan of Blind Guardian. I also liked Iced Earth quite a lot, but I would say between the two, I was more of a Blind Guardian fan than an Iced Earth fan. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I mean, so I mean, again, I, as I've previously mentioned, I mean that you know hard drive I got from Cal. I mean, Demons and Wizards was one there, and again, just the the band title, Demons and Wizards. I'm like, what the fuck's that? Sure, let me look at it. And I mean, it just had the self titled, and then touched by the Crimson King. And I mean, I listened to the self titled, and there there's some good songs in there. You know, it's like again, it was something very very new to me in terms of sounds and songs and everything, but I really liked, you know, blood on my hands, fiddle on the green. My last sunrise is okay. I'd like tear down the, tear down the wall oh, and gallows pole. I know. Um, but really, I think like blood on my hands is probably my favorite from that album. I mean, but, we'll talk about this more as we get into it, but I would say, I don't know if you're going to agree or not. I think that touched by the crimson King is probably a little bit more, little more approachable than the self-titled 100 percent. i was yeah. just about to say that like i like touch by the crimson king touch by the crimson king a lot better i think mm-hmm. you know overall a lot of the songs are kind of slower you know how they start out it's like it's kind of like it's the same song over and over again but then after like 30 seconds to a minute like they all change they become a different song different lyrics and just different melodies stuff like it just it's like they all sound the same, but then they're all totally different after that. Like it's just, it's weird. Uh, but I do think it's much more approachable, especially for someone that's, you know, dipping their toe in metal. If, as long as you like and have an ear for, um, was it, what's his name? Hansi? Hansai? Hansai Kush. As long as you like, as long as you can listen to Hansai's type of vocal where it gets a little high pitched up there. Uh, at times, not not as high as uh, fucking what's a guy from Three Inches of Blood, um, uh, Cam Pipes. Yeah, n- nothing not not as high as that, but he definitely gets up there. But he has a really good shape in his voice. The way he I, I love his voice for sure. Um, 
the album, I don't know. It's it's tough. I like both for very different reasons, and I think it depends on my mood. If I want to listen to just like a heavy metal album, I would pick Touched by the Crimson King. But if I want something just kind of like atmospheric and almost eerie, especially the first album, it has a lot of like very atmospheric, like dark, eerie tracks, especially like My Last Sunrise. God, I fucking love that song. Um, but anyways, getting ahead of myself, we should probably focus on the album we're actually going to talk about tonight. The Fiddle in the Green. What do you think about that song? So, anyways, let's let's do a breakdown of that album, and then we'll start reviewing this. No, not today. Perfect. I've got all the time in the world. <gasps> so, all right. So, let's talk about the album, album cover. cover. Yeah. So this one actually was pretty interesting. Um, I think you don't really see many bands doing when they do like these remaster special editions, re-releases, and stuff like that, where they do a whole new album cover, or they, you know like a re- basically a remastered album yeah. cover so i mean the first one that i always knew was i mean it's got you know this is like an audio podcast but it's basically the the jewel box sleeve it folds open into one big you know horizontal picture mm-hmm. where the front cover of the cd it's got a demon and a wizard and it's got a rose in there it's got a big orange background with the big, you know, all-seeing eye and like the deep background. But the back side of the CD case actually it's got the the dark tower and the terror train which it kind of looks like Freddy Krueger a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. The way it's like it's like a train on a monorail and it kind of looks like Freddy Krueger's face a little bit. Pretty interesting that's cool how it is one giant, you know, picture piece once you open the open the album up so to say mm-hmm. and i mean it's cool I and mean, it's got you know it's pretty much all orange and red but then it's got a blue light shining down on the wizard on here kind of reminds me like moon knight a little bit just with the you know white robes and everything sure the yeah. remastered from 2019 i think is far fucking cooler i mean it definitely steps up the game um it takes away the orange backdrop and does a gray backdrop with where the demon it's a little more you know fine detailed and it's almost like a comic like a compare you know a superman comic from the 60s to one in the 90s where it's just so much more detailed yep, yep. more chiseled and all that stuff i mean when you say something looks demonic like it's you know oh, what the fuck's that means like this acts truly the demon looks cool as shit. It's all just like exposed muscle, like no skin. Um, he's got, you know, a raven's or a crow's skull like around his torso, like a belt. His wings, he's got wings that are all torn and tattered. The wizard on this looks like fucking Odin. Cool as shit. Dark robes. And then they're both basically like got their own like power source that they're beaming down to a rose growing out of a barren wasteland. The dark tower is still in the background. Um, I mean, it's is definitely look up these two pictures, the, the three masters. It's pretty fucking cool. So it's funny that, I mean, these are badass album covers and something that we talked about before we started recording, which is really funny. I recall vaguely the original album cart, our album cover art 
with the the really orange hues and the demon and the wizard next to each other. However, the, the the CD that we had, and I'm not sure if this is like the original deluxe edition or I haven't done enough research to know why this is the case. The cover art we had was completely different. Um, it was like a stone slab with the the metal eye with demons and wizards touched by the crimson king, and it was a very simple but cool looking cover art. But that that's that's the version we had. Um, it looked completely different. So of the three, I will say the newest remaster version is for me personally far and away the coolest one. It's it's so fantasy metal awesomeness with the demon and the wizard, and I think that comparison you made of like a 60s comic versus a 90s comic is perfect example of that it's just super detailed and cool so it's dope i mean i wouldn't expect any less from you know especially something ice earth and blind guardian related they tend to go pretty overboard with this type of stuff so it's awesome which is pretty cool too is like the what's interesting is how if you look at the self-titled when they did that remaster they really didn't do much it's almost like uh like taking like a ps3 game and they remastered it for PS4, like Grand Theft Auto. It's like, these lines are slightly crisper. You know, that, that's all they really did with that album cover, whereas this one, I mean, they did a whole revamp on it. I mean, it, the angles are different. There's, it's just different all around. It's way cool. Love this, absolutely love, 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 love that album cover. So, yep. I think it's cool as shit. So, for our review, we're going to be using the Deluxe Edition it's got has the you know 10 tracks plus um three bonus tracks but one of them is a slow version of wicked witch but we will you know discuss it all so any other thoughts before we dive right in my guy no, I mean, if you can't decide between listening to Iced Earth or listening to Blind Guardian, why not both? And just listen to some Demons and Wizards. For sure. So, well, are you ready to be touched by the Crimson King? Yes. <laughs> well, you really just touched, touched right away. Sorry, I was listening to it earlier, I guess. Got hype. So anyway, without further ado, wait. The Crimson King. Was that from? I don't mind. Go
I mean, there's a phrase that we've used on this podcast quite a few times, which is a swift kick to the dick. And I would <laughs> say that this really does that. I mean, wow, what a way to open an album. Again, very Blind Guardian to have like a very operatic, like strong, boom, vocal track. I'm not necessarily, that's not, not out of the vein of Blind Guardian at all. But wow, what a way to kick off this album. I mean, just really gets it right away. I love this song. I love this song. Such a cool way to 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 start the album. Such a badass metal song in general. Just quick start off, certified banger right away. Rubber stamp on that shit. Absolutely love this song. Yeah, I concur, and I really like just the in the chorus. You know, it starts off just like the jack, 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 Like it's like, oh, okay, and just it definitely has that that sound from two thousand five that was very prevalent. There's that overall metal sound in bands in the recording. But then it just, once it like really kicks in with the vocals, it's like, okay, it's, the wheels are off. Like, we're going to show you what we're doing, and we're not just something cookie cutter that you can put into a box. And I really love in the chorus just those vocal layers when you just really see how great Hansi, is that his name? Can't remember. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's Hansi, where he's like, touched by the Crimson Sing, touched by the Savior. The Tower Falls on Judgment Day. It's like the way he just shapes all those words and runs that that you know, vocal line. I, I just love this song. I think it's great. You know, what are your thoughts about the actual like lyrical content? So I... Because again, in all these songs, it's all, it's all based in, you know... From you know, novels with the dark, uh, dark tower, it, it's really what it's mostly heavy on. It's heavily relied on in this album. So tell us about all that. So with regards to the themes of this, and something that I talked to Adam about, I've not read the Dark Tower series, but there's a lot of themes in this album that are um, related to that. So, for example, Crimson King is in reference to the main antagonist of the dark tower series uh so it references one of the uh, apparently randall flag one of the king's many servants hansi's also said in an interview that the crimson king is satan so it just you know kind of depends but it really just captures it being like the main villain of a story which is interesting that this would be the leadoff song given that kind of context but i don't know that i can analyze it super deeply because i've never read the dark tower series so i'd just be shooting in the dark but it is interesting and a very I'm going to keep referencing this very blind guardian to have a strong, you know, narrative reference in a lot of their songs. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, lyrically it does say, uh, Oh, there is war and evil whores and sinners. Take my hand and I will show you where to go. Call me flag. I'm the good man. I'm the dark man. Take my hand. And I will show you where to go. Um, not to be confused with the night man fights the day man. <laughs> wow. I mean, that would be, I mean, oh, don't even get me started on if they did a cover of Nightman, Dayman, Hansi Curse just crushing it. Anyways, getting off track here. But, I mean, overall, I think this is, you know, coming off of self-titled, I think this definitely is, like you said, a much more approachable album for, like, a heavy metal fan. Just Because it starts off just dick kick right away. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, you ready to grab your spear and I fight am the Modi, mighty Modi dick? Yes. Well, I'll meet you beneath the wave. I go first on this one of course holy shit this song whenever i want to listen to demons and wizards it's a toss-up between blood on my hands and beneath these waves and you know what always wins this fucking song i don't know what it is about this song but it just immediately hooked me in and said we're going for a ride and i i just love this song i love the the vocal overlays between like a higher hansi vocal and a more just like forward speaking vocal you can really hear those layers which is awesome the like the crisp like crack of the drums on that snare is awesome it just you can hear you can hear the guitar, the bass, the drum, everything. It just it's so well balanced when they mix this album. It what a fantastic song. The you know, lyrical content about you know about Moby Dick and Captain Ahab. And when it gets to the end where it gets a little more like it gets more slower and more drawn out with the more orchestral uh, sounds in it. 
I can just listen to this song on repeat all day. So much so that when I was at John Tyler in an English class, we had to write a short story. I wrote a short story about this song. Yeah. Just, you know, it, it's a, there, there was a book and then a song written about the book. And then I wrote a short story about a song about the book and about just basically, uh, you know, a, a sailor who had to go out to sea. I got to find that story. I know I got it somewhere, but it's like a sailor going out to sea and then, you know, lost his bride or some somebody drowned or something like that. Like it was very interesting. I, I definitely want to find that and read it. Maybe I'll share it with you. But I would like that. This is I can make fun of you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure it's awesome. That's fine. I'll make fun of you. I can make fun of you for what you fucking drive now, you little bitch. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, but yeah. So I mean, this is for me just ten out of ten banger slaps front to back. Um, I'll keep my thoughts short. Uh, it's interesting that you say that you you have like, you know, um like a strong connection and memory to the song and you wrote about it and you're saying all these great things. Cause this is easily the worst song of this album by like a pretty wide, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I fucking love this song, but I have to do that at least once every time we record an episode. I wish I... <laughs> this is one of the few times where I, I wish we had a video element to our podcast because I always want to just, I look for that vein in your temple to see if it's just going to, pop out one of these days because you get oh one of these days God. i'm gonna be telling the truth when i say that though and you're gonna get real mad um but i have to do that at least once to you every episode it's 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 tradition at this point um i absolutely love this fucking song it's super atmospheric it's like emotional it's just a fucking killer track man it's such a good song and i don't want to keep making the comparison but I mean, Hansi Kirsch's vocals in this song are so goddamn good. And that's what I listen to Demons and Wizards for. As I mentioned, I'm, I lean more Blind Guardian than Iced Earth and that kind of pendulum between the two. But this this song is, is so goddamn good. I love it. Another banger. Just go ahead and take the banger stamp. Just, just ink it back up a little bit and slap that on this shit because this song is phenomenal. Absolutely love it. Well, why don't you uh, slap it on that caboose? Because we're about to hop on that terror train. That was pretty good. <laughs> All right.
I mean, what a what a what is that phrase that we use? Oh yeah, quick kick to the dick. Um, <laughs> I will say that the the in terms of you know kind of that pendulum between the two bands, this sounds very iced earth, especially the beginning part of it, like the guitar work, and it's very heavy. This has a much more iced earth feel to it, and 100%. it seems as though Hansi's vocals are lean are, are kind of swinging more in in that direction. Uh, this is a this is a fast, heavy song, and the beginning of it feels like like the beginning of this without context sounds like it would fit on an Ice Earth album for sure. Oh, 100 percent, one hundred fucking percent. It's a great song. Yeah. <laughs> so, just so you are not familiar, just as you are not familiar with the Dark Tower series, neither am I. Oh yeah, we should and... probably talk about what this is about. Go ahead. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm looking. Remember looking at the booklet, right? Um, or the sleeve with the front and back, and the rear is the monorail that looks yeah. like Freddy Krueger. That's Blaine the Mono, which is a demented monorail that appears in the wastelands. Yeah, and I just it's funny because I just like, what the fuck is that about? This is sort of like, like evil train. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's like come lift my spirit up. I'm Blaine. Like, All right. <laughs> Well, all right. <laughs> so maybe I should, you know, read these books before we review these albums, but whatever. Like, it's uh, this song, it's definitely, you're right. This is definitely the iced earth, you know, I mean, the right hand of John Schaefer just ripping it up. Um, and again, I just, it's a great song. The, we'll probably talk, keep, I mean, Keep talking about just the vocal layers in this where I mean he's putting like four different parts, you know, soprano, alto, bass, baritone, like putting all these parts in it and just one person doing this shit. It's awesome. The beginning, you know, reminds me of, you know, Alex Bent. Just that just the nasty drums just going all over the place. It just I can just seem just like, you know, riding a splash, a hi hat, doing rolls and just killer killer song i think this is there's a music video for this song and it first it really wasn't a you know i wasn't a big fan of the song when i first heard it it was was too thrashy i guess for me but i I love the song now i think it's awesome i think to start off with crimson king beneath these waves and terror train you know and they're all different types of songs they're all different styles of songs you know in, in a sense you know Definitely, definitely love this song a lot. I think it's yeah. a really good song. I think it's it's great. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, Carpe right. Diem, buddy. What's next? We're gonna listen to uh, the classic Avenge Sevenfold song. Ugh. This is the day. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Oh, 
Seize the Day by Demons and Wizards, not Avengers Sevenfold. Off. So, what are your thoughts, buddy? I absolutely love the song. I I think that it it has a very good, strong emotional kick to it. I think atmospherically, it's it's cool. It's very fantastical. It's it's a really really good song. It's interesting when you look at it from a lyrical content. There's a lot of debates. Is this just a straight up Lord of the Rings song? Is this a Dark Tower song again, or is this kind of a combination of both? Like there's themes or elements pulled from both. I always thought this was a Lord of the Rings song, like just straight up Frodo's experience. But I don't. I actually don't know the answer to that. But um, yeah, I I really love this song. I know it's not as popular as some of the others, but I'm I'm a I'm a big big fan of this. This pendulum swings a little more by Guardian, which is probably why I also really like it a lot. Uh, big fan really? of this song. Yeah. I think it flies more ice to earth. Do you? Yeah, just the way the strum of the guitar, that, that kind of chimey twang it's got to it. I guess that so. That reminds me a lot of ice to earth. Mm. So let me ask you this. So you say it, you know, it obviously, according to them, the song is based on Lord of the Rings, right? Which... Apparently is a good series. I've never, I don't know. Fool. <laughs> now, whether it's the Dark Tower or Lord of the Rings, I mean, outside of saying soon I'll reach the Western Shore, far behind in the distance lie the fire of doom. There's a voice deep inside me. The tower knows who you are. Take those lyrics out of it. Couldn't this just be a generic, you know, you can do it song yeah i mean i don't think it, it has to be tied to a specific story like i think this could be again if you took out those specific lyrics and just had it as kind of a like a power metal we can do it kind of song yeah, i mean we've seized the day too many roads we've traveled on far lies behind the world lies straight ahead we'll seize the day now there's one thing left to do destiny we hold in hand we'll seize the day until the end we'll carry on home lies beyond the world lies straight ahead we'll seize the day like it's and that's pretty much all the lyrics outside yep. of the very beginning. But that being said, I think it's a fucking awesome song. Yeah, yeah. it is. And uh, the and, reason. And, oh, go ahead. I'll say it, it's really, we didn't, you know, play it, but toward the end of the song, the vocals track is killer. Like he does a phenomenal job just hitting those high notes. Oh, it's, awesome but i mean overall i like the very like atmospheric just droning just you just hear it's like we'll seize the day until the end we'll carry on we'll seize the day it just it's what a cool song i think it's a good you know kind of you know breather after just the one two three dick kick that you got from crimson beneath the, these waves and terror train so yeah I agree. Well, I'm glad you do. Because if you didn't, I will tell you to watch your back. Because there might be some man in a trench coat in a long, big hat out to get you. <laughs> a long, big hat out to get yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, one of them long brim hats. What's the matter with a long, big hat? <laughs> so, funny story, real quick. So... <laughs> You were stalked by a man with a long, big hat? Uh, kind of. So oh. a couple years ago for Halloween, you know who Buddy came for as his costume? Who? He was the wild outclaw. 
Oh God! A, a handkerchief and a hat, and he had white claws in his in his holster. That's actually Watch pretty. Out. That's pretty. The, out, the wild outlaw. <laughs> anyway, what here is the gun. Here's the gunslinger. Gunslinger, Orion. What do you think, buddy? Pew pew kachu. Uh, Gunslinger is a cool song. I've always liked it, but I don't know why it doesn't. It doesn't have as much of an oomph for me as some other tracks on the album, which is interesting. Um, I, I I know it's pretty heavily touted, and a lot of people really love Gunslinger, and I like Gunslinger, but I don't know why it doesn't grab me as much as some of the other songs on the album. So it, it's still good, but. I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a skipper, but it's a bit of a middling track for me. So I like it, but I don't know if I love it. I skip it. Oh, well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it really wasn't until we were doing my homework or I was doing homework for this, listening to it, you know, giving it. And I don't I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I'll tell you why. I know the answer. It's because that intro is way too long before it jumps into the heavy part Uh, it is a minute and hold on it's a just about a minute and 40 seconds before it gets going but here's the thing i would argue that we just talked about iron maiden how great i mean we listened to like three minutes of a build-up on the fucking sign of the cross yeah three minutes of the clansman before shit even happens 
Yeah, I, mean, I think it's granted, it's the way you do it, right? Like the type of buildup that you do. And, and it's like I, it's I, playing. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I love songs that can do it. Like, so, for example, like, uh, I don't know, Flying Whales by Gojira. I think it's like two minutes and 20 seconds before the song really kicks off. And it's mostly just the sounds of, like, whale calls and just a riff and a guitar and a drum just kind of slowly getting going. But the anticipation is built up really, really well. And I love Hansi's voice, but I don't know. Gunslinger just doesn't get even when it finally picks up. I'm not like, oh, like, shit, here we go. I just I don't know. I, it doesn't get I don't know. This one doesn't grab me like some others do. Like Fear of the Dark. Perfect example. Mm. Right. Both have very slow intros. Very more kind of spoken word yeah. intros. And it kicks into like, you know, the song itself. But I just something about just the way the guitars play. It's like the guitars playing like really fast, uh, like fast, like finger picking. And then with this, it just, it, you're right. It does nothing about it grips you. Yeah. So yeah, I just, it's one song. It's like, you know, I know, it's like, I know there's a good part in the song, but having to wait two minutes to get to it. It was like, I just, I'd rather go to a song that I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot better. Yep. But well, shall we move on? Next track, "Love's Tragedy Asunder." I'm going to get this out of the way because I know 
everyone's going to talk mad shit about my opinion on this song because we just shit on the gunslinger and how Love's Tragedy is Under starts out the exact same way where it's got a slow picking guitar and then a minute of the song, you know, the drums drop, kicks in and just, you know, Love's Tragedy Asunder. Like it's, what is it? Uh, oh, she still has, you know, sunshine and weary eyes. That's when it kicks in. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, I love this song. But it's so weird. I think it's something about how quick. I think the melody of the guitar in the beginning, it really sets the tone where um, Hansi's vocals are a little more poetic versus more like kind of spoken word. The, you know, lyrical content within the song, it, it's a, oh, it's a sad song. Wow, that's, that's pretty, you know, pretty shitty. You know, here in the shadows, there's no wishing well. May the blessed one forgive me. Like so many times before, there's no savior at the door. It won't matter anymore. You know, it's about, you know, a husband like watching his wife die and, and that's pretty shitty. And then it kicks in. It's like, she still has sunshine in her weary eyes. It's like, oh, love that shit. Like, it just, it's, it takes something sad and makes it heavy and just, you know, gives you like, okay, maybe we can do it. But then it drops back off and it's like, you know, deep in the shadow, there's no release. And then I believe it gets slow again. You know, I, I love the composition of the song and toward the end, you know, you hear Hansi uh, with these, these, you know, will I be free? I believe like these very haunting, you know, lyrics or uh, to me haunting, you know, vocals in, in the background. Like it's a, it's weird how you can almost have two songs that are almost identical in song structure, but be complete opposites in how they're executed. Uh, much, much better song. I, you know, I remember showing, I think, Pobiak. We were driving around one day, and I was playing this song, and he was like, this is shit. And then it kicks in. He's like, oh, that's fucking awesome. I was like, yeah, you got to like give things a chance. Got to give it this a shot. Great, great song for this one for me. Faux show. Yeah, I mean, I think that, in essence, the buildup pays off in this song where it doesn't in gunslinger for, for me personally i like this song better I, I i really like this one it's it's a strong it's a strong offering i think love's tragedy asunder has like a good feel to it it has a good pacing to it the build up at the beginning works pretty well it's a it's a good song it's good i don't have a super strong opinion on it other than i'd say it's good and i think the build up pays off a little better on this one so yeah it's 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 quite good <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, this is, I think, I mean, so far, I mean, the band's hitting it out of the park for the yep. album. Yep. So, well, ding dong. Up. What's next? Which is dead. Ah. There is a demon, an evil mind inside us. Oh, I know. 
Dong, the witch is dead. Wicked witch is dead. Uh, Ryan, what do you thought? What do you think? My my, here, here are my thoughts that I'm thinking. Um, I love You're this song. I, I think it's a beautiful song. I think it's a really, really strong song. Once again, Hansi is just masterclass on vocal ability. I really really like this song i love the atmospheric feel to it i love that it's even though it's not like a super fast song um it's a fairly slow song it just it's got a lot of feel to it um so i i i really really like the song quite a bit it's no terror train but it's it's got some oomph to it nonetheless i really like this song yeah i think this is a very excellent ballad in perfect execution of it you know again the vocal layers with Hansi just the the way that they you know shape that you know this is the end of all the miracles still and then like you hear that and it's like still I hear singing in the dark and then truth has changed her voice and it stays the same you know farewell to you yellow regret and then can you see the you hear that still I hear her singing in the dark and I think it's kind of funny. They add the lyric, you know, they're all, they're everything. They are mine. Silver shoes, you're mine. <laughs> you're mine. You're mine. But while it's going on, you hear Hansi saying, hate will live on. Like, what a just very like, interesting thing to hear that in this very slow, atmospheric, soft song. And it's just like, hate will live on. It's like like smiling at someone and saying, go fuck yourself. Thumbs up. <laughs> like, it's so strange. But 
I remember listening to the song, you know, when I was still living at home, and mom was like, can you please change the song? What is wrong with you? Like, why are you still listening to this one fucking song? <laughs> like, it was just, I just, it, you're right. It's such a good song in terms of overall composition. And again, Hansi knocking it out of the park. So. All right, buddy. Are you ready to get your dick kicked in again? Oh, buddy, I'm ready for it. I would imagine when back when you were in elementary school, there was a kid on the playground that would just beat you up in his name. Dorian. What? I think after three slow intros, Gunslinger, Love's Tragedy to Sunder, and Wicked Witch. What a way just to grip you back in and just give you the old one-two. The overall composition of the song, again, I think it's phenomenal. You know, we you know kind of slow it down as the slow part begins. And... It just has like this very like slow kind of just orchestral, you know, droning that goes on, and you think that's in, and then it just kicks back in. It's like, oh yeah, it's like boom! Like I, I love that part in the song. 
find it real quick. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I mean, hear this. Right there, like that just it shows the true, you know, solid musicianship that these two guys can write as you know, songwriters and how they it's perfectly executed. I love I love this song too. Yeah. I, I mean that the, the build up, the real the long slowdown, and then just to loop it right back in, just well, one last, you know, just in your face, Dorian kind of thing. Yeah, I mean the song is a fucking masterpiece, dude. This song is just so damn good. And I think this is, I don't want to, I'm not going to get into rankings in terms of just sheer, like power. This is probably one of the most like powerful songs on the album. I think this is them at like top yes. form, like everyone involved. I mean, this, this song it's... is damn good. And I think this is definitely the the iced earth, one hundred percent coming out in the album. It's it's strong. It's just a very strong song in general. But ooh, who lord, who lordy, just giant certified bang of rubber stamp on this bad boy, on this puppy right here. Fucking so goddamn good, so good. All right, well, we're heading to the home stretch. So I hope you can find me. Down where I am. And there's no crime 
Down where I am there's no bitter end at all This bitterness is endless Keeps going on and on I don't want to hold you I don't want to see you Even birth can bear disgrace I don't want to hold you I don't want to see you Or even the smile upon your face I fear my heart and fear my soul And all the things that are unknown Orion, your thoughts? That's a powerful song. Um, you know, thematically, there's a lot of debates as to what it's about. I think I'll get into some of that, but it's a very emotional, raw, strong song that I think again his vocals really carry through. So it's a it's 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 a tough listen. I mean, honestly, it's a very emotional song. It's it's very palpable. I think this song is phenomenal. It's really hard for me to rank though because I don't know if this is a song that I would like regularly listen to but I also respect how good it is. I know that seems kind of contradictory, but that's that's kind of how I feel about it. No, I, again, I agree completely with that. I mean, it's, I remember when I first listened to it, I was like, oh, this is a really, you know, I liked it, but I hated it because I was like, man, you you have these three slow songs, you go to Dorian and you go to another slow song. Like, okay. And it picks so up quite a bit, it. but still. And then like, in, you know, at two minutes in it, it kind of like picks up a double beat. And then I think it's about here. Yeah. For like the last minute. Yeah. What about here? It's like kind of. So, I mean, it's, you know, about the three-minute mark where it's, like, it hits that double time or it hits the, you know, double beat, but then it, like, it picks up into, like, it's a very just, you know, cars come in, the bass is going, the drums are going. It's just a very more upbeat-sounding song. But lyrically, it's a very sad and depressing song. You know, it's like, I fear my heart and I fear my soul. Life goes on, it surely will, you know. Will I ever see light again? And like, and is hearing his vocals, and he's like, "Will I ever see light again?" And life goes on. So I mean, it's you know, I, I'd like that, but like just hearing the words was like, ah, okay, whatever. But then, you know, reading into what the song was about, it's like, oh, all right, that is kind of depressing, you know. According to the old Wikipedia's, I mean, it says it's about a baby born Down syndrome and the father that the struggle has with it and his emotions going on, you know, in and out of his mind. So I was like, oh, like, that's interesting. I think now, you know, being a parent, that hits a little harder in terms of, you know, you know where I was at 20 versus here I'm at, you know, at 30. You know, pretty interesting. 
So I, I think it's, I definitely agree with you. It's like, I like the song, but it's like, how do I rank it? It's like, it's not something like I go to all the time, but you know, when it comes on, when I'm doing the playthrough, it's like, that's a good song. So I agree. So at this point in the regular album, I would say that that the songs we've done so far, that's the album. That's like the album itself. And then we have three, what I would call bonus tracks, unless you disagree. I think this is where the cutoff is for regular ranking. And then we could, we could talk about the bonus songs and if any were to get replaced. But I would say that in terms of actually ranking them, it would be those nine songs. Those nine? Because okay. well, it's I mean... 10 on the, act, on the original release, including Immigrant Song, which I'm not trying to rank against the others on the album. True, yeah. So because they did the cream cover in the white room on yeah. the first one. Yep. So But let's we should talk about the bonus songs. Yeah. And the well, cover. So, yeah, I mean the they... show. But in terms of ranking, they I would say that they wouldn't go on the ranking, but we could talk about if any were to get replaced after we rank. All right, wait, so this is the immigrant song. Yes. That's Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. We all know that song. So, I, mean, I think it's pretty good. I think the very good cover, you know, I, one thing I think about cover songs overall is that, you know, I would much rather hear an artist, you know, make it their own versus just, you know, let me just cover the song, you know. Mm. Like <laughs> on the horror show, album by iced earth they do a cover of transylvania it's like you're just covering an instrumental like it's you can play the song cool but it's nothing new but when it comes to you know a, a, a true cover of the song I, I don't know i feel like i like it better when bands put their own twist on it like when cradle of filth did hallowed be thy name puts a little bit different flair in it, but it's still true to the song. Um, it's not like a true like a reinterpretation of the song, right. but I mean, my good. favorite, one of my favorite covers of all time is Painkiller. One of my favorite, probably my favorite, or one of my favorite Judas Priest songs by Death, which you wouldn't think would necessarily be covering a Judas Priest song, but that's yeah. just such a fucking cool cover. Um, Where were we? Oh yeah, let's <laughs> back to Demons and Wizards. So. Yeah. At this point, that is the original album, including the Immigrant Song. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into ranking those in a moment. But do you want to go ahead and chat about the? I mean, I'm, I'm down to put rank Lunar Lament and Spatial Architect. I don't want to. I don't want to. I think we should rank the original, and then if there's any we're going to replace, we would replace. Uh oh, it's doing that thing again. I know. 
All right. So, immigrant song. Again, I, I think his vocals with that like high pitched yell. I think I think that's better than Robert Plant's. I'll say that. Oh, good lord! That's well. That's I'm gonna say, to say. I think it, I think it just sounds cool. Mm-hmm. You know, with the whatever vocal effect they've got going on. But anyway, so it's badass. Don't get me wrong. I mean, very rarely will the original be dethroned. I mean, I think of Hurt by Johnny Cash. I would argue that's a better version. I don't know if this is a better version of Immigrant Song, but it's fucking cool. What about The Sound of Silence from Disturbed? I wouldn't say it's better, but it's damn good. All right, next track, Lunar Lumen. Yeah, let's sorry. Yeah. Awesome. I think the way just the vocals bob and flow with the, you know, save me from these endless days, release me here and now because I can't reach the sun, that very last part. Awesome. Fucking awesome. This song should have been on the album. That's what I'll say about that. The song definitely should have been on the album. It's fucking great. It's a great ass song. But it would replace the song for me. Let's move on. All right. So the. Last one of the three bonus tracks, quote unquote, Facial Architects.
spatial architects. Some alien uh, shit. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, definitely this one I could see as a bonus track. Literally what I had written down. Yeah. yeah. Like I wrote, I get why this is a bonus track. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's fun. I'm glad it's there. You know, I definitely, you know, doing full listen through. It's like, oh, great. I mean, more demons and wizards. Great. But it's not something that I go to very often. Yeah. So. Yep. Now, there also is... There's a slow version of Wicked Witch, which I don't understand why. It's three minutes and 56 seconds. The original, quote-unquote, is three minutes and 32 seconds. And... I totally forgot about this. <laughs> An evil mind inside us. Oh, I know, I know. And then you have the original. There is a demon. An evil mind inside us. Like it's, it is, I guess, we do it side by side, a little bit more sped up. But I, I mean, you already have a slow song. No guitars or drums. I mean, not drums, dipshit. Or guitars. Um, you already don't have any, you know, bass or drum in the song. It's just guitar. And you slow it down on a couple beats. Like it's, it's already a slow ballady song. Why would you need a slower version of the song, you know? Yeah. I mean, there there seems to be a lot of people who actually prefer the slower version, which is interesting. Um I don't know. I I yeah, I I I I just don't think it's really necessary personally. I mean, I think it's it's fine, but the original's already there, so it's just kind of like okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know why I would want two slow versions of the same song just one at you know, 120 beats, the other one at 115 beats. Like, right. it's, it's weird. Yeah. Those are not the beats per minute. I know that, for, but I'm just using that as math numbers for comparison. So, all right. Well, that is Touched by the Crimson King. There's also uh, on the bonus edition or the deluxe edition or the whatever the fuck it's called, a edited version of Beneath These Waves. Um, takes it down um, from five minutes to three minutes in so 40 seconds. So it basically just gets rid of the slow stuff in it. But nothing else different from that one. So, but I did want to address the whole Wicked Witch, Wicked Witch thing. So there are two different versions of it. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Well, are you ready to rank these? puppies i'm ready to rank these puppies are you ready do you want to kick it off i'm not because this is by far the hardest ranking we've done so far you think so i know so i'm looking at my numbers right now it's, i'm actually doing the same i'm, I'm struggling <laughs> a bit with a couple of mine like i know where my one and two are i know where my last is but my three through eight 
are a little tough. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'll start. Um, since we're we're not doing the immigrants, so we're doing just ranking the original album. So the first King nine through songs. immigrants, yeah, through the immigrant song, but not doing the immigrant song because it is a cover. Yep. Um, all right. So in my number nine is going to be the Gunslinger. Okay. My number nine is down where i am okay and it's tough because it's arguably a better song but which one am i going to listen to that one or what's going to be my number eight i'm probably going to listen to my number eight over that one all right so hmm oh my number eight wow this is all right, so my one through eight is up here. My nine's way down here. So my number eight, for only for ranking purposes, not due to bad song, is going to be Wicked Witch. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. My just number because okay, just because I like the song a lot, but I don't go to it right when i'm listening yeah. to the full album i'm not skipping it but i'm not gonna say oh put on some touch by the crimson king hit up the wicked witch like that doesn't happen you know i just i like the song a lot but it's not i mean it, but it's leaps and bounds ahead of the gunslinger for me hmm. my number eight is the gunslinger So, my number seven. Ooh, fuck. Didn't rank these beforehand like I should have. Would it piss you off if I just put Terror Train there? Where? At, at, at seven? seven? <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's your ranking. You can be wrong if you want, but yeah, it's your ranking. I'm, I'm going to put. I'm trying not to mess with my ranking anymore. Yeah. I'm going to put Seize the Day at number oh. seven. Well, a quick copy in my notes, Buttercup, because number seven is Seize the Day for me as well. Right. Number six. Number six for me is going to be Terror Train. My number six is Love's Tragedy Asunder at number six. And then I'm going to jump ahead of you and do my five so we switch the order so people don't think we're just copying each other. So my number six was Love's Tragedy Asunder. Let me go ahead and tell you my number five. Although you already said this, so it doesn't really matter. My number five is Wicked Witch. Why, why would you do that? Why would we be copying each other? I don't know. I just thought if we, so people don't just think that we're reacting to each other, but I guess that doesn't make any sense. We'll switch it back momentarily. My number five is Wicked Witch. I just said it. It's too late. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I'm tired, Adam. All right. So, fuck. All right. So, my number five is going to be Down Where I Am. Oh, okay. All right. 
All right, my number quattro. Do you have a guess what my number four is? If I had to guess, your number four is going to be Terror Train. Wow. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> Terror Train is my number four. Very nice. Good job. Uh, my number four is going to be Lead Off Track. Crimson King. Nice. Oh, Your buddy. number three? My number three is Crimson King. This is where it gets spicy, man. I just, I'm still struggling here at the end. But... My number three is Dorian. Okay. Uh, I'm not since Three Inches of Blood. Have I struggled with my one and two as much as I've struggled with my one and two tonight? Oh, I know what your one and two should be based off of this. Well, yeah, you know what they are, but I I know what my, it should be. You're, I think you're, well, you might get mad. It's, I swear to God, this is just like Forrest King and God of the Cold White Silence. It's, it's the same situation. So I'll preface by saying that my one and two are interchangeable depending on the day, but they're tied for first. I know you can't have them both tied for first, but fuck you. They're tied for first. But I'm going to say for tonight, my number two is Beneath These Waves. Fucker. I know. My number two is going to be Love's Tragedy Asunder. Oh, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a gap. That's really our only gap tonight, I think. And it's not even yeah. that much. Yeah. Uh, my number one is Dorian. I think yeah, I mean the problem is Beneath These Waves and Dorian are both 10 out of 10 songs for me. So you can ask me tomorrow and I might say Beneath These Waves is number one. But listening to it again tonight, I mean, I already know I love Beneath These Waves and Dorian is already a 10 out of 10 for me. But tonight, re-listening to Dorian again, I'm just like, that's just a fucking masterpiece. So Dorian is, ah, oh God, they're so close. They're stupid close. Well, so that puts, as I've stated on the second track of this review, Beneath These Waves is my number one. 10 out of 10, front to back, it fucking slaps. This is a banger. I go to this out, this song. God, I don't know. Immediately, now every time. If I mean, I probably listen, I probably listen to this song at least like once a week. Now I'm like. I'm starting to have a bit of buyer's remorse. No, no, no. no. It's you too late. You it's locked it in. It's you, you sealed it. No, you know what? It. You're right. You know what? I, I, I don't typed it on the keyboard. We're done. I don't have remorse. Dorian's a fucking 10 out of 10 also. So either one of these could take the one slot and I'd be a happy camper. So both oh, yeah. of them I mean, are in, I mean, Dorian's at three for me. So I don't, I think it's a great song too. Like it's, I gave it an eight and a half out of 10. Dorian gets a 10 and Beneath These Waves gets a 10. I would have My, given... Dorian a 9.9 for you in beneath these waves at 10 but that's, that's okay. fair but they're right they're right there baby so for me this it's funny even though there's only I mean there's nine tracks on here this is one of the when you're like this is like one of the hardest we've had to rank so far I was like whatever and I looked at my list again and I was like oh goddamn this is really hard actually it is I mean outside of the gunslinger you know which I think Chris is going to get mad. If I remember right, Chris really likes the Gunslinger. You put Lunar Lament in place of the Gunslinger? Yeah. Desert Island right here. You need to listen to My Last Sunrise later just to 
recapture that because that that song is so good too. Um, what a great album! This is a this is a hard this is a hard one, dude. This is a really hard one, actually. It's funny because I, I I came into this like like I know, but after re-listening to it again tonight and us chatting about it, this is a hard one, but I stick with it. I think really the only I'm pretty locked with all of them. The only two that I'm like is my one and two. I mean, like I said, I mean, take Gunslinger out. I mean, I, mean, I gave the Gunslinger a five out of ten just because of the back Ooh. half of the song. My but... lowest ranked song is uh, down where I am at seven point two five. Seven point two five. Yeah, every every I know that's high praise, but I have. Dorian's a 10, Beneath These Waves is a 10, Crimson King is a 9.5, and then they kind of range from like 7.5 to 9.25 from there. I think we're going to the, you know, the tenths and thousandths place of our decimals. I got I got uh, the Gunslinger at a solid 7.036. No, I'm just kidding. Um, solid 225. Solid 225. God. <laughs> There's only been one song oh. so far on the Metal Oasis podcast that would earn a solid 225. And that's it definitely God is not damn forever. Bastard. This is a I love this album. I'm glad we could do this, man. So let me just yeah, finish choice. this up. So so you had your total rankings were at nine down where I am, eight gunslinger, uh, seize the day at seven. Love's Tragedy at Sunder at six. Dorian at. Nope. No, sorry. Wicked Witch at five. Terra Train at four. Crimson King at three. Beneath These Waves at two. And Dorian at one. I had uh, The Gunslinger, Wicked Witch, which again is by no means a terrible song. It's just because of where it ranks. Um, Seize the Day, Terror Train, Down Where I Am, Crimson King. Dorian loves Tragedy Asunder and the rightful gold medalist beneath these waves. I mean, these are good rankings. I don't have any, like, I know people want to hear the anger and the disagreement, but, you know, if I don't disagree with you, I'm not going to say it. I don't have any like strong disagreement with you tonight. I know it's it's shocking, but generally, I mean, "Love's Tragedy is Thunder." I think is an, is a pretty pretty good song. But even I remember when we were going through each song, I was like, "Yeah, it's good," but I knew it wasn't going to be super high for me. So that's the only one that we were a little bit apart on. But like, who cares? It's so I, good. I just like the way he says. I like the way that he says, I mean, "Love's Tragedy Asunder." Just the way he says it. I just, I, I think it's awesome, and I. I think I really like something like just hooks into me about the overall like story and the lyrics in it. Yep. So, well, well okay. Very nice. Another one, another one, touched, under the belt touched by the crimson King by demons and wizards, the super group of two dudes who can call themselves a super group. I mean, they're um, pretty super. Well, one of them is the other one. We won't talk yeah. about <laughs> which one is it? Oh, shit. up. I, I it's sad. I mean, we will never get another Demons and Wizards album. It will never happen again. No, and and you know, and honestly, good. I, I think honestly, I think three was a little too. I mean, a little. I don't even think I listened to three. The third one, three was too little, too late. I thought. Mm. Like I, you know, I've, you know, 
I've stamped my love for this album. And it's like you had your chance in you know, 2010, 2015. But when you wait, you know, 15 years to release a new album, it's like it's, you know, things have changed. I, I don't know. I just, overall, the like Diabolic just wasn't something that clicked with me. And I just really couldn't get into it at all. Yep. So maybe I should go back and give it a couple spins and see if it does anything for me. But, but you're right. I mean, one band, three songs or three albums, and that's it. So, yep. We're well. 20 year span well awesome well that's it that was you know touched by the crimson king by demons and wizards thank you again to everybody that you know has you know been patiently waiting with bated breath to hear our sultry voices here on the middle oasis podcast uh, we greatly appreciate all the feedback and listens that we get week after week um so please continue to follow us on facebook at our facebook page the metal oasis on twitter at the metal oasis and the best way to contact us and send us some reviews and your thoughts is our email address the metal oasis at gmail.com again that's the metal oasis at gmail.com you know, we are on uh, several streaming services uh, spotify um, apple uh, music uh, amazon podcast google podcast so wherever you listen to us you know let us know i'm curious to see where we're hitting the marks and see where people are listening listening to us. Um, so, yeah. With that being said, let us move on to our final segment of the night. This is music. Trying to can't find anything. Seriously, what is all this shit? I mean, what are you even looking for? Madonna, Blondie, Bowie, Beatles, music. We need music. This is music. Um, well, I got a quick one, um, and something that we've kind of alluded to a little bit, although this is, this is a little bit more into the deathcore vein and we've mentioned this band. I've listened to a couple of tracks from those, but I actually need to give the full album a listen. So this released on October 14th, the new, I'm not sure if you've heard this. Have you listened to the new Lorna Shore album pain remains? Is this also your, this is music this week? No, but yes, oh, okay. I definitely fucking have. Okay. <laughs> Adam's uh, jaw just dropped when I brought that up. Um, I haven't listened to it all the way through. I've listened to a few tracks and uh, got my head moving. I need to give it a full listen. Uh, I listened to Lorna Shore a few times off and on, and then um, you got me back into them. Actually, it was a couple a few months ago. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking I forward to giving was... this a proper listen. I have yeah during the so actually I had the song. Pain Remains won during the Hybrid Theory episode. Oh, uh, that's what it was. Right, okay. Well, the album's yeah. out now, so. Yeah, Pain Pain Remains 1 and 2 are great. Pain Remains 3 is a little little different, but overall, the album's pretty killer. I, I So, good pick. Sira hates it. <laughs> oh, perfect. I'm sure Heather would also hate it. <laughs> it's like, please make it stop. And I'm just like... Again, I just loved him the Ace Ventura dance to it when he's, you know, at the, oh, the Cannibal, Cannibal Corp show. show. Just like, <laughs> just bobbing and grooving. It's like, yeah, this makes me want to dance. <laughs> um, so this week for my pick, I actually have a more of a deep, deep, deep underground pick. Um, Metallica? Close. Very close. 
Um, it is an artist called Blue Bedlam. B-E-D-L-A-M. Blue Bedlam. Uh, this from, is actually a... Oh. Are you looking on Spotify? I'm looking on them Googles. Did you know where they're from? No, where are they from? Uh, according to Metal Archives, Richmond, Virginia. Ah, it is indeed. So Blue Bedlam is a project by the former guitarist of my old band, Tony. Oh, uh, he's got... I'm such an idiot, of course. <laughs> he what am I talking idiot. about? I like, so Who's... he's got two songs, um, Blue Bedlam and another track called The Ghost in My Reflection. Uh, on the Ghost of My Reflection, you actually may get to hear some of the guitar work from the Metal Oasis resident shredder, one Billy, on that track, um, toward the half end of that song. Um, good songs. He actually uh, had someone uh, hired some singer from Germany or something like that and did the uh, vocals, but really good tracks. Uh, really impressed to hear this stuff. I know he's been talking about doing it for a while, and he wrote... All the song wrote all the you know lyrics and did all the um, guitar work and instrument instrumentation and all that shit. So good work from that. So give Tony some uh, love. Listen to Blue Bedlam. These two tracks, uh, the you know title track, I guess Blue Bedlam and Ghost in My Reflection. So that's awesome. That's super awesome. For sure. All right, man. Well, what do you have? So. I think the last pick was mine was Atlas. We kind of did an agreed upon pick for Touched by the Crimson King. So, and I know I've got the pick in two weeks. So, what are we going to listen to next week on this metal journey? I mean, it's your pick. So, I'm going to assume Limp Biscuit. Uh, is that wrong? Uh, my pick on the 16th. Uh, is not going to be <laughs> Limp Biscuit, Chocolate Starfish, and Hot Dog with Flavored Water. Uh, oh. Uh-oh. Did you just figure out what you're going to do? Oh, I already know what I'm doing for that week. What are you doing next week, dummy? What are you talking about? Next week is your pick. Why is it my pick? I thought this was my pick. No, this is a joint pick. Oh, shit. So it's my turn to pick? I... Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a mystery, listeners. Mystery. Meaning that I need to text Adam while he's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And then we eventually agree on one. AKA, he texts me, How about Lincoln Park? And <laughs> we do that. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? We should just do it. What? Lincoln Park? Again? <laughs> just do hybrid theory again and get you equally wasted. <laughs> Have Matt come back. Chocolate starfish and hot chocolate. No, I will. I will absolutely refuse to do that. I will send oh, a, a uh, what you call it, a proxy of me. <laughs> I'll have my infant son review the album with screams no, and shrieks, which is about how I would review it as well. No, you'll just send Chris. I know. Oh yeah. Then he'd be like, "This really, this album was really important to me." <laughs> uh, I, I I got some ideas. I'll swing them by you, and then the audience will know when we talk about it. All right. Well, so next week's going to be a surprise because Orion is not prepared, even though I texted him and said, be prepared. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. 
I see no text. I see no text. These are lies, listener. Don't be misguided by this. This let's see. Liar. Check the chat on the Zoom. Oh, wait. Nope. I only read that as any thought. Oh, yeah. I guess you totally said. Whatever. Don't worry about it. I have ideas. Uh... All right. So, surprise for next week because God knows what it's going to fucking be. Yep. Um, I really hope it's chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water. Well, be... Prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> okay. Be, results may vary. Follow up to chocolate starfish and hot dog flavor. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. All right, buddy. Well, we did it again. We did. All right, buddy. Well, on that note, I will catch you on the flip side. Later, my dude.